When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Bustin' Loose Baseball, hosted by Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer, gives you in-depth analytics and interviews on everything baseball in the nation's capital. Now, here's your host, Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer. Boston Loose Baseball, episode 75. I'm Grant Paulson. Toby Altizer's alongside. Producer, Darius Dameron, making everything sound good. Toby, how about that win? We're recording on Monday. This is not dated just yet if everyone's listening on Tuesday morning ahead of a series with Boston. If you went to the game on Saturday night, you saw an eighth-inning game-tying homer and a walk-off ninth-inning home run by Kbert Ruiz, and you saw the second most dramatic win for the Nationals of the weekend. Think about that. Yeah, it was fantastic. I was at the game on Saturday. I was not at the game on Sunday. But the Nationals just keep on fighting. And this idea that they're the scrappy Nats, I think that's exactly what they are. They fight every single night. They keep going until the end. And sometimes they come up short. But in these cases, they found ways to come back late in the game and win it. And, I mean, what a way for the Nationals to do it on Sunday with Jeter Downs getting his first hit, coming all the way back. Just a fantastic series. It's fun. Obviously, you know, you'd like to to beat the A's a little more handily. Who cares, though, Grant? You won the series. You swept them. And this is a team that we were talking about for how long that hadn't swept a series. Now they've swept multiple series. They were terrible at home. Now they're doing well at home. It seems like every time we come up with a criticism of this team, they answer it in some way. They just don't stop coming. And what I love about this group, to your point, is we call them the Scrappy Nats. Do you know how easy it would be for them to not do this? We wouldn't, as a fan base, really take much issue, I don't think, most of us, if when it's 7-2 to in the ninth, they died easier. You know, if you scored a run or no runs and you just kind of got ready for Boston. That's the norm. That is, I don't want to say the expectation, right? You're professionals. You should battle till the end. But that is what typically happens in baseball especially for a last-place team that has no delusions of grandeur here internally. They know they're not going anywhere. They can't make and won't make the playoffs. They're supposed to finish in last. And frankly, if you look at the roster, the roster's not that good. I mean, it just isn't. So what they're doing right now with the stretch that they're on and the wins they're putting together is amazing. But it's all, to me, you referenced... um, You know, I think it was maybe a podcast or two ago, like how hard this team has played for Davey Martinez. And I I was talking about how in 2019, 
he's the only guy that they could have won the World Series with because they kind of kept playing for him. This is Davey at his best. Like this group, for what it's worth, for this manager, plays its butt off. And you get 100% of everybody. And to come back from down five runs in the ninth with six, it was their first come-from-behind win in the final inning of a five-run deficit since the game against the Mets when they won 11-10, scored seven in the ninth. I like to call it the Charlie and Dave, you blew it game. If you left this game, you blew it. And they did that bit again, which mm-hmm. was awesome, uh, yesterday on Sunday as the Nats came back to beat the A's. But games like this don't happen. You know, these are generational-type wins. And what better way to, to sum it up for the Nats than look at some of the guys that took part in it. A big two-run swing from Alex Call, who's barely hitting 200. A game-winning hit from Jeter Downs, who didn't have one hit all season, who started the rally with a walk, who, I mean, I would say 95% of Nats fans couldn't recognize you know, with his jersey on at a restaurant <laughs> next to the ballpark. It's it's just, it's crazy to watch this team right now. Because how many times have they done this? Where they, like, take advantage of a bad team doing bad things, and they just kind of bump their head into a win, and and, and they, they just keep playing. And, and next thing you know, you look up, and they're rallying again. I, I just, I love this group right now. It's so fun to watch them, as silly as that sounds for their record and, and being in last place. Yeah, I mean, it's just totally different from last year, right, Grant? I mean... There's 27 outs you get to play with, and they're going to use all 27 of them. Last, you know, on Sunday, you got to 25 of them, and then they couldn't finish it off, right? I mean, it's one of those things where they just keep fighting, and sometimes they're going to come up short. And let's be honest about this team, like you were saying, you look at the roster, it's not very good. Hopefully, it improves as years go on and some of these prospects come up. But the thing that Davey Martinez does a fantastic job of more so than anything else is the guys always play hard and the guys are always going to fight till the end. And and sometimes it works out for you. Obviously, most games you come in trailing that big in the ninth inning, you're going to lose. But what happens when that one time all the magic goes the right direction? And it it did for the Nationals on Sunday. So these are the kind of games that make these seasons fun because, you know, at the end of the year, the Nationals are going to you know, win 65, 70 games somewhere around there. They're not going to be anywhere close to playoff contention. But these are the sort of things that give you hope going forward as well as the young guys playing well. So it's really cool to see these sorts of things, and it gives you hope when you go to the ballpark that even if they're not going to win the ball game, they're going to fight to the end because, you know, there's nothing more discouraging, Grant, than whether it's your baseball team or whatever. You watch a team that you're invested in. Maybe you pay your hard-earned bucks to go there and they just check out after the third quarter or after the seventh inning because they're down by so many runs. But that doesn't happen with this team. They try every single night. They give their best effort, and it's just really cool to see that. Yeah, and I know that that is kind of what people anticipate from pros, but we all kind of know that's not exactly how it goes. So I'm willing to heap some praise in this case. And and I would add, like, it's one thing to play your butt off when it's, scoreless or it's one nothing or it's two one like it's seven to two in the ninth man you've lost the game the game is over Mm -hmm. a lot of fans are going home i'm watching or you're listening or vice versa and and we all kind of know we don't know exactly how it's going to end but eventually three more outs are going to be recorded and the nats are going to be the losers and you wouldn't have known it from how they went about their business uh but just that that ninth inning we normally don't go Heavily into the play-by-play, but since they haven't played since, just some kudos for how that inning went down looking at the play-by-play. The Jeter Downs walk, Lane Thomas lined out. So, by the way, you had one out and one on. It's even more crazy. 
Uh, then Manessis singles. Kbert Ruiz, who's been on a tear, singles. We'll talk about him. Stone Garrett base hits. They scored a run, made it 7-3. to three. Station to station. Base is still loaded. Ildemaro Vargas, sacrifice fly. So there's two out. They're still down by three. Riley Adams walks. Then you get a pitching change. Dom Smith delivers a walk to score a run 7-5. to five. Then Cole hits a ball to the shortstop, booted. Two-run score to tie the game 7-7. And then Jeter downs again with the base hit to walk it off. 8-7, to seven. just an amazing win for the Nationals. From the post-game notes department, that Mets 10-4 deficit, they turned into an 11-10 win. Believe it or not, that was already four years ago. Wow. Uh, that was the 2019 run before the World Series wow. when special things were happening. September 3rd, 2019, that was the last time they overcame a five-run deficit in the final inning. In fact, overall, the last time they overcame a five-run deficit to win was two years ago in June of 21 at the Phillies. Uh, I mentioned Kbert Ruiz. Three for five in the win. Eight for his last 17 at the plate with a couple homers. He homered in back-to-back games, including that walk-off home run at the game you were at on Saturday night. But you got to extrapolate his success out way longer than just a handful of games here. I was actually talking, to, texting, not talking, with Kevin Franzen uh, from the Nats Masson broadcast this weekend. And he was sending me some numbers he has on Ruiz is swinging a little bit more, and he's swinging at better pitches. Like, he was taking good pitches to swing at, and he was swinging at stuff you can't quite do damage with earlier in the year. And he's kind of, I think, notorious for being patient as it is anyway, right? But at the back-to-ball skills are there. He doesn't swing and miss. But now he's swinging at the right pitches. So it's 407 average his last seven games, 309 his last 15, 315 over his last 30, with an OPS of almost 900 in that time. It's really, really cool to see him come on the way he has offensively, Toby. And now you look up, and he's hitting in the 260s this year, uh, almost 255, with an OPS of 720, which is league average, with 14 home runs as a catcher. So all of a sudden, he's having an okay offensive season. Yeah, and I'm interested what your thoughts are on this, Grant, but listen to these splits. 226, 279, 360 for a 639 OPS in the first half. Second half, 340, 406, 553 for a 959 OPS. Totally different player in the second half. That's post-All-Star break? Yes. Wow. But we've been talking about this all year long. Like He's put together pretty good at-bats, and it feels like he has grown as a hitter all through this season. But I wonder if now he's starting to get some of the good luck. Right, Grant? Like, we were talking about this earlier in the season, and his expecting batting average was so much higher than his actual batting average. And he was continually hitting the ball hard and putting the ball in play and doing a really good job of putting together really good at-bats. Even the game where he comes away with a walk-off home run, he hits a liner that goes right to the first baseman. Those sort of things, like, he's had happen all season long, and I wonder if this is just a product of he's continually going about his business, doing the right thing. You talk about process all the time, putting together a really good at-bat, and now he's starting to see results because of it. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, well, look, 
coming into the year, we highlighted a handful of guys. These are the guys we care the most about. Uh, C.J. Abrams, all-star in the second half. Kbert Ruiz, all-star in the second half. Josiah Gray was an all-star. Now he has coincidentally probably not <laughs> been as good in, not the so in the second half, half as the regression is kind of happening, as we talked about with some of the peripherals for him. And then Mackenzie Gore. But even though he and Gore have been inconsistent, and these are definitely guys I think we need to be tracking fairly closely down the stretch to get some more good out of them. You've got to be elated if you're a Nats fan with how the young core, so to speak, has performed, let alone some of the wins and some of what we're seeing at the big league level from this group as a team where they have been way more successful here recently than we anticipated. I mean, after this win now, they have ripped off. Look at some of the the records here. Uh, I'll pull them up with what they've done lately, but, you know, it's 10 of 12 at home and, uh, I want to say they're 15 and 8 in their last 23 overall. Uh, they have won 8 of 11, 10 of 15, 15 of 23, 19 of 31, and they're 25 and 19, a 570 win percentage since June 24th. Pretty sure since July, they have the third best record or something like that in the National League. So when you compound that the young guys are all kind of playing pretty well with the fact that they're learning to win. Not even to get into, and we will, that the system, good things are happening. Uh, it's it's exciting. Uh, Josiah Gray, by the way, in his last seven starts, a 4-3 ERA with a 1-5 whip. So you, you want to see him have a good start here. He's gone four and two-thirds, four runs, three and two-thirds, five runs, his last two starts. Yeah, I mean, it's a little concerning with Josiah Gray because this is kind of what we were seeing in the first half, but he was finding ways to wiggle out of it. And he's not wiggling out of it now. So hopefully he can find a way to put together a dominant outing just to kind of get things back on track. But going back to overall, Grant, I mean, since July 21st, remember when this team couldn't sweep anyone? They've swept three series. Like, this is a team that couldn't sweep anyone for a hundred and, what, five series in a row? That's a good point, yeah. And now they've swept three series in less than a month? I mean, this is a team that's totally turned the corner in terms of how they're playing. Now, you know, it's it's resulting in wins right now, and if you're worried about all this stuff, we laid it out in a previous podcast, they can't pick any higher than 10th. So it really doesn't matter. Win all the ball games you want. So exactly. it's a good thing for the Nationals right now to be winning. But And they really can't get much higher than, like, 10th worst in the standings yeah. anyway, or 11th worst. So They're, they're going to be fine there, so don't worry about wins and losses in terms of hurting draft position. It's just nice to see that they're going in the right direction, and you hope what this does, Grant, is... Josiah, McKenzie, Kbert, CJ, these guys start learning how to play winning baseball as opposed to just playing professional baseball, now winning at this level. And, you know, they've shown flashes all throughout the season. And, you know, I don't know that you can ask for a whole lot more than what those guys have shown you because, you know, CJ started to turn it around. Now you're starting to see him put it all together. But even in the first half of the season, he was showing flashes of, oh, there's some of the power. There's the glove. There's the ability to steal. Mackenzie Gore, same sort of thing where some outings are bad, no doubt about it. But some outings, like the Kansas City one we go back to quite a bit, he was fantastic. So he shows flashes. I think all these guys are showing you that they've got it. Now it's about growing on that, consistently doing those sort of things, and you'll see this team hopefully take a big step forward next season. To your point, um, early in the year, when the the Ruiz and Abrams struggles were happening, I feel like the two pitchers were kind of the the positive. Mm-hmm. Now the two hitters are soaring and, and really doing good things, and the two pitchers have regressed a little bit. Um, Gray post All Star break a four seven eight ERA 
Gore post All Star break a 5.27 ERA in five starts. He had a 4.4 before the break. Gray obviously is an All Star, had a 3.4 a run better. Uh, but over his last 26 innings, Josiah 26 hits, average against post All Star break about 260. If you look at his numbers by month, his batting average by month. 240, 243, 256, 273, and now in August, 286. So it's gone up literally every single month this season. Meanwhile, Mackenzie Gore has not been a whole lot more hittable. In fact, uh, in July, he was bad, 275. But in June, he got rocked pretty good in five starts at a 290. In May, a 285. Uh, So really, he was excellent in April, unhittable. And you want him to get back to... Some of the success he had missing bats earlier in the year. But I will just double down and say those two guys, their progress, how they finished the season, one of the big stories for me.